<sighs> Finally! We've arrived. We've arrived, we are here. The ladies, yes. the chiefs, <laughs> the bosses of Black Create Connect. That's right, yeah! Uh, I'm okay. so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Alicia. Are you wearing the necklace? Oh, now, honestly, okay, we haven't even introduced. Who knows what podcast you're listening to right now? So yeah. let me do like the introduction first and we're going to get into it. Thank you so much for coming, Leash. Yeah. So I am Alicia Richardson. For those I don't know, I'm the host and founder of Black Create Connect. And today I have one of the most integral individuals, right? The mo- one of the most integral individuals mm-hmm. when it comes to Black Create Connect who has played the massive, like probably a bigger part than myself. <laughs> to be honest with you. We have Leisha Graham, the program director, the partnerships director, everything she had direct, even me I direct, she direct my life, um, of Black Create Connect. Welcome Leisha. Thank you. Thank you for a wonderful intro. That's brilliant. I love that, I love that. You just, have me up here on a pedestal and I really appreciate you. I do. I feel I feel like it's a weird one because my traditionally, right, you can still be honest with me, this yeah, is an open space. Yeah, of course. Like my friends have always said, Alicia, you're so bossy, you're so bossy, whatever. And I feel like you know that. Yeah. But you <laughs> you just you respond to it really well. Yeah. And it and it, and it takes someone with patience. Yeah. To- yeah. It does. I, I have the patience of a saint, I've been told. I yes, have. And I appreciate it. That's why I had to big you up because yeah. it doesn't go unnoticed. You're yeah. so patient. You're so consistent. You're so loyal. You're so dedicated, devoted, committed, so reliable. All of these words, like that's what I think of when I when it comes to working with you. And I wish I could duplicate you and have loads of views oh. like just forever as long as life goes on like even outside of BTC so thank you yeah. so much I oh, appreciate that it means a lot no and you know all these words that you mentioned you mentioned words with able so it's Ooh. ability yeah there's a lot of ability and as long as like we keep working together mm. and me myself keep building myself up mm. I can now project that mm. and then help people to have those skills and mm. create duplication. Mm. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Thank you, Leash. So I guess like it's always been kind of about me and my journey, what I'm doing and everything in our conversations. And I wanna give you the spotlight today. I wanna understand a bit more about kind of your journey, yeah. what led you to do what you're doing today. Um and also you've told me already about how you found out about BCC yeah. and how you joined. But <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> But, but we want to get into that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So basically, really interesting. So first of all, yeah. Talk to me. Okay, what's your yeah. what's your background? Where do like where were you raised? Like right. So all right, we're gonna go way back. Okay. So both of my parents are Jamaican. Yeah. Okay. So I was conceived in Jamaica. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, two of my older siblings are actually born and raised in Jamaica. Okay. And they came over. And my mum chose to have me over here. She wanted okay. a fresh start mm-hmm. and she wanted to go, I think, university. Mm. And so she decided to come over here and have me. So I would say, like, I'm very Jamaican at the roots. You know, yeah. I was meant to be born there, but I came here. And um, I would say I was I was very much raised in a Jamaican household. Um, my parents were married. 
for mm. a bit mm. and they divorced but they were always very very cordial mm. so like when people used to talk about like you know like single moms mm. and single parents mm. I never considered my mom mm. like that mm. you know she always had support from my dad and I was always loved from both houses so my dad he married he remarried and my mom she stayed single for a long time mm. but I always saw my mom as like the boss figure Anything mm. my mom said she was going to put her mind to, she would do it. Like what? Give, give me some So, examples. for instance, she used to say to me, thing, she used to say, I'm going to take us on holiday. Will you choose a destination mm. and, and we'll go there? And I'm like, oh, but mom doesn't have a husband because I knew mm. my parents divorced when I was about five or six, but I was very... I'm I'm an eighties, nineties baby, mm. so I'm very like I love it. I love it when you say eighties, nineties, like <laughs> like, like the same, same yeah, well, yeah. Eighties, <laughs> I, I identify as nineties, but I'm born in eighties, right? But yeah, yeah. so they um I think we were really clued up. Like yeah. I knew what divorce was, right? Um, at five years old, yeah, I knew, I knew what it was. I knew mommy and daddy um weren't together for love like that anymore, but they were friends. Mm. I was very clued up, or maybe I was, you know, like some people mm. like to say, you know, I was very interested in what was happening. Mm. So whereas my mom said, you know, you could choose anywhere, and I used to think, oh, but mommy's not married. Who's going to help her? Mm. And my mom would take like free jobs. She would be like the dinner lady. She worked in a travel agent. I saw her like hustling to get the, these things done for us. And I would think, wow, mm-hmm. I want to be like my mommy when I just grow hustling. up. Just hustling. She used to just hustle. She used to sell food, anything she could do to, to make sure that we weren't missing out. I, mm. We never missed out. It was me and my brother for a long time. Mm. I do have other siblings from my dad. Mm. And then later on, my mom had another kid. Mm. But it was me and my older brother for mm. a long time. And we, like I said, we would go on holidays. We never missed out on anything. So would you say that you was raised yeah. um, kind of middle class based on your, yeah. based on the things that your mom gave to you? So yeah. you, you didn't, so according to the rest of the world, yeah. you didn't necessarily have what they per- perceive because I didn't have I guess a low income a low socioeconomic back, um, yeah. upbringing as well because right. people perceive that every black person has no <laughs> it's not yeah, yeah. so you haven't no, basically I, I would say I was quite middle class both of my parents worked mm. um, both were very educated mm. and both were go-getters but they just weren't together that's all mm. and so so when you saw your mum working and everything and I'm guessing you were going to school. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing you were obviously. What were some of the subjects or, or some of the activities that you yeah. found yourself really gravitating towards? Um, I would say athletics. Really? Everyone who knows me knows me knows who I am. So my dad used to be a runner in Jamaica. He used to run for his college in okay. Jamaica. He's, I think he still holds records in Jamaica, right? He's no Bolt, but he's... <laughs> so I believe that gene got passed to me. So from mm-hmm. the ages of, I think, six... Yeah, six upwards, mm-hmm. age of six, I was recognised for being, like, the fastest girl in the, in the class. Really? Yeah, really. And I used to go to, like, race with boys, and I used to beat them. So I held, like, a, a long record of... Off record, of course, mm. for being the fastest girl in my in my year. What, like, what time was this? Like when you was 11, 12? Till I was about 
from the ages of six to about when I started secondary school, mm. so maybe year eight, year nine, mm. I held the record. And then I officially started to compete when I was, I think, eight years old, nine mm. years old. Mm. I used to compete in, um, you know, we have boroughs in London. Mm. So I used to be a part of a borough called Barnet. Mm. And I used to compete for the borough of Barnet and I used to win. So I still, I don't know if I still, my mom still has the trophies. and Really? Yeah. I used to be the fastest, um, fastest sprinter of um 100 meters so you so you must have carried that athletic ability into your adulthood or you stopped <laughs> i did i did up until maybe about 10 years ago i could stopped. i could i had i held speed but i don't i don't i don't think i can <laughs> I, haven't I haven't tried to run really fast and there's it's funny there's a meme that i read i read the other day what says when was the last time as an adult you ran at full speed yeah, I can't answer that. Ten years ago. So, yeah, I believe I continue. I'm actually thinking about it now. Yeah, I, no, never. I, why would I need to? Please, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know do a reason. Know, do you know what? I feel like if I saw a bunch of people running that looked normal, <laughs> I would start running with them. Yeah, but at your fastest speed. Probably, because mm. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what you're running for, but yeah. I'm, I'm with okay. you. Yeah, okay. Maybe, I don't think that's the last time I ended up running. I was in Jamaica. <laughs> Something was kicking off and I just yeah, zipped you, you out. I ran <laughs> quick, yeah. But yeah, that okay. was that. those were my interests. I was also really interested in... Um, my mum reminded me the other day, I was interested in percussion. I ran a percussion band. So percussion, for those who don't know, are the instruments like the triangle, the shaker, the drums. I know. <laughs> You're probably like, who are you? Yeah, I ran a whole percussion um, for my- um, Oh, but I was like, oh, it's- <laughs> And I loved it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Sorry, I do that. I'm doing it again. Yeah, so yeah. Alicia knows I do this thing where I, I could be in the middle of a serious conversation, yeah. but I'll find one thing that I find really funny. Yeah. And it's not even you saying percussion. Yeah. The triangle. The triangle's a serious piece of instrument. It's, it's, it, it really is. It's and the triangle I'm not laughing at you I'm sure you can do a really good job yeah. it's just um, yeah when in school I think do you know do you know what ruined yeah. instruments for me what <laughs> did church club and the music after school club yeah and i used to go like three times a week i even like made it up i forced our music you were active oh yeah running percussion teacher (laughs) to do the music yeah i was i was very into like be but what i realized the athletics i think that's a given like Mm. once you're fast Mm. you can't really hide from that Mm. but percussion for me that's my time Mm. because you know a lot of a lot of other females you know they liked fashion or mm. hair and beauty and, I, and i've always loved those things too 
in addition. But mm. for me, growing up, it was all about athletics, mm. percussion. I always, I always loved dancing as well. That was my next thing. Mm. I love dance. Oh my god! So you were quite, you were quite creative. Yeah, I because was. to do music, there's no real creativity in running, but like <laughs> dance and everything. Yeah, yeah. That is, that, that's yeah. quite creative. So yeah. would you, would you say you're still creative today? Um, to an extent, I, I like being behind the scenes. That's probably why you're just seeing me now, guys. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do you like being behind the scenes? What's the I like to build others. Why? And contribute. I've noticed that you have yeah. such a, it's a beautiful thing yeah. to have such a serving yeah. attitude. And mine, actually, for those that don't know, I too have a serving attitude. <laughs> I'm willing to serve as well. Yes. And, I, and I have been, and I still do, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I think I'm serving the whole black yeah. professional community by doing this, to be Absolutely. honest. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> so that is one thing. But what is it that drives you about serving in general? Like what's... Yeah. I think what for me, it's, I like, people to see and reach their potential mm. um i'm okay i think i made peace with being behind the scenes a long time ago because i just feel like my value some people are showbiz and show front and they're to the front you know they're mm. forefront and that's great mm. and um some of those people that's what they do they're like you know mm. they're the they're the talent they go out there mm. and they don't do any of the planning but then who does the planning mm. who builds you who helps you mm. who's really loyal you know mm. there's 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 things like you know the foundations mm. the fundamentals of what bring uh, builds people up mm. is not really there sometimes mm. you know you look around like um i was reading somewhere that we'll talk about um rihanna mm. rihanna before maybe seven, eight years ago, she used to say that she used to go and do all these shows before Fenty and she used to feel so alone. She used to go back to her room after being paid like hundreds of thousands and millions for shows and be so alone. And I just thought, imagine if she had an actual team, mm. like a real caring team, mm. what that could do for her. Mm. And thankfully she was able to find it makes a difference got fenty. yeah it makes yeah. a huge difference and i just feel that's my so my driving force is just i just believe that people need to be pushed mm. a bit and i can do that i can help mm. you know and it comes it comes from a good place and also when you're when you're at the back the back end runs the front end too it really does mm. it helps run it mm. it's all you know a part of a train that helps it go along a part of the mechanic mm. mechanism mechanism mechanism, mechanism yeah. there we go yeah so it all helps it run along and also i feel like at any point you can take a step back you know like you don't need to see me i'm not the front woman for this show True. for instance True. so if i need to do something else or work on some other projects I can because mm. I'm not needed at the front. Mm. So that's another good thing. That's on a, so, so it's, a, it's more of a smart way of working I basically so. as well. So did you, <clears throat> because your childhood, mm. you, it seemed like you were the front person in front. Mm. Did you feel like, did that have any kind of impact in you wanting to feel like this? I think so. I think, I think what happened maybe at the age of 14, 15, mm. I was always, I was also always chosen for things as well. Like people talk about, um, you know, having um, been left out, not being the one that's chosen. I would say I was on the opposite end of that. I was always the teacher's favourite. I was always chosen for programmes. Academic, we have not touched on my academic, but I will get into that. I was, I was clever. Mm -hmm. Like I was always smart, but I wasn't like 
always at the top you know I wasn't always in the top set mm. but I knew how to get my work done I knew how to pass my exams mm. you know I knew how to not shame my parents mm. or so to speak I was but for like when it came to talent and choosing people I never struggled to get chosen for anything mm. it was always like oh yeah Leash, yeah she's good she's gonna go right and like everyone knew that they're like oh she's always gonna get chosen right. and I used to feel like you know, it would be nice if I gave someone else a chance. Mm. Or why is it just me? You know, sometimes right, you do question right. yourself, like, why is it just me that gets chosen? Right. I wonder what that is. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, like people would say, oh, it's because you're 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 charismatic, you know, you're you get on with everyone. Do you know what it is with with, with that? Because I was like that as well when I was younger, yeah. so like always, oh yeah, get listed, get listed to the whole yeah. sermon, get listed to the scripture yeah. reading, get listed to presenting class. And I felt like sometimes people like my peers started to resent me mm. because they felt like Alicia just wants to be in the spotlight, mm. which I do. <laughs> but yeah. I'm also okay with taking a back seat and yeah. letting you run the show yeah. and being able to feed into you running the show or just seeing what you do because you might teach me a thing or two. So, so it's completely fine. Yeah. So, so, I, so I actually went into, interestingly enough, like you, mm-hmm. I went into my show around just after, I think just when I get onto the work, like when I get into work life as well, mm. I, I was just like, yeah, like people are starting to resent me for being mm. in like, I don't know, in a spotlight. So yeah. then you just dim my light for a sec mm-hmm. and that's not okay. Just wanted to say that as I interjected. Sorry, but go on. Yeah, that, that's not okay. No, that's not okay. Yeah. I feel like if it comes from other people. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not okay. I feel like if, if it like, if how I reached my verdict was, I'm all right. Right. I'm all right with you. You have that self yeah. like validation for yourself. Yeah. Like I'm happy be this is me. Yeah. And I'm cool with it, basically. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I'm so I'm still cool with it. No, I like, can tell. Yeah. Like you five doing it. And yeah. to be honest with you, like I always like I have a theory that this world isn't set up for everyone to do the same thing. Mm. That's just, that's not how the world works. Mm. Like when you think about any type of machine or any type of thing that works, everyone's got a Everything has a different part to play. Even the microwave, mm. there needs to be a button. Imagine the microwave just had loads of buttons. What's going to actually turn my food? Mm. What's actually going to light up? Like, we need things. What's going to heat up my food? We don't need a whole heater. We, we need things to work together for it to all come together and work. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then it just so happens that the front of the microwave has this name brand on it so we can identify, you know, who made it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's you true. have to think, no matter what your part is in anything, your part is very vital and very important. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't... Um, I never. I try my very best, mm-hmm. and I don't think I do to disrespect anybody. Mm-hmm. Waitress, cleaner, um, pilot. You can be a doctor. You can be working in Tesco's. Anybody, because I need you. Yeah, <laughs> I need you, and I'm sure in some you literally, literally, and yeah. I, so I love that attitude about you because you're not even thinking about yourself. You're thinking about the bigger picture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm here. I'm- part of that yeah so i appreciate that so just so going back onto your journey so when you when you went to when you was in school so you was good at dance you was good at um running yeah percussion as well yeah triangle yes everything xylophone and everything um what what did you go to uni to do so i went to uni to do event management Mm. but a lot of people don't know this i took a break so oh, was it? Yeah, I took a break. Okay. I had some family issues happen. Okay. So I took a break and I done it. Yes. I started to do evening. That's okay. It, I believe that these are the things that shape me. Mm. So I, I didn't even tell anyone because I'm not a big speaker.
speaker. Mm. Even when I graduated, you know, I didn't go to the ceremony. Yeah. You didn't go? I didn't go. Why? Because, again, I had some family issues that I felt was important. And, and I didn't go. And I'm, I don't need the celebration like that. I got my certificate, got my diploma. I'm good. That's interesting. So, yeah, so in university, so you didn't go to your ceremony? And I'm not about, I'll tell you about my next one. I'm not going to that either. You know, you know, the funny thing is, it's not funny because my parents didn't realise I graduated. Yeah, they didn't realise until I told them. They were like, oh, you know, they weren't bothered because they knew, you know, my, my, my life education excels everything. But I told them, they're like, oh, why didn't you tell us? Where's the Sarah? I was like, that happened years ago, love. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. You don't like to celebrate yourself? Mm, to an extent. I like to celebrate myself for myself. Not for other people. Not so how did you celebrate people. your graduation? Because that's still an accomplishment. I think I bought myself something nice. Now, like, I feel like something nice. I bought myself something nice. And you was happy with that? And I, I think I actually, you know what? I think I went and got myself a car. Okay. I think that's what I did. And that was your happiness that in your was happiness. Okay, fair enough. As long as you're happy. And Absolutely. and and because and, everyone's got their different ways of yeah. celebrating, being happy, yeah. feeling celebrated. And if that's your way, yeah. then that's completely yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. So with, just to understand, I know it's kind of personal to go into yeah. your family stuff, yeah. but what other challenges would you say that you kind of went through when you went to university, yeah. when you were studying event management? Like yeah. what other challenges did you kind of come across that you think would be valuable to share? I was in a long-term relationship with someone. It's always the man. Yeah, I was in a... That's such a common theme. And I'm that type of person. Like, I, I'm someone who likes a long relationship. I'm here for the long haul. Mm. So I'm very careful with who mm. I commit myself to. And that relationship should have not gone on. And that, that I was balancing education, my family life, and I kept my family life very private. Mm. A lot of people don't know what happened in my family. Mm. They just knew I wasn't around. Mm. And I was balancing that relationship, which wasn't good. As well, on top As of well, everything. on top of everything. And I felt like I can't let him down because I also felt like I was holding him up. Mm. And um, I should have, I should have, sorry, correct phrase, I should have for my own benefit, because it did take its toll on me for a mm. bit. I didn't realise it had its toll on me. It's, I think that I'm still reeling from it, mm. like 15, 10 years later, how I trust people, mm. specifically how I trust men in relationships. It still makes me wonder, like, mm, is this worth it? I really weigh, like, before I go into even talking and I think I've mentioned this to you briefly. Even if I'm talking to someone, I weigh up. I'm doing some equations, some simultaneous from, equations. From day one. From day one. Like, is it worth my time, me talking to you? And that's, and you know what? In all fairness, when I look at things, I'm like, that. I don't feel like that's fair to put all that pressure on someone from just talking to you. But because of all what, what I've been through, mm. And because of how I had to balance things, I think it's just put me in this space of protection. Mm. I need to protect my spirit. I need mm. to protect me. So if I'm, if I'm going into something with someone mm. and I don't know you or there's no background, you know, sometimes, not sometimes. You meet someone and there's no one in between. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, everyone I've been with, I've, I've kind of known something or mm. known someone for, for them. So mm. I've had some, some insight about them. But 
anyone else who are, who I don't, I'm very cautious. Of, like, should I really talk to? You? How will it affect me? How will it affect my family? So I do I do think about that. But I would say for advice on when I went studying, when I was studying, think first of all I would say think about what you really want. What is the end goal here? But when you're studying? When you're studying, because I feel like when you make these decisions from such an early age, sometimes a lot of it can be led by your family, your Most influence of yeah. your family. At such a young, impressionable age, mm. you don't think about when I'm 35, how's this going to fit into my life? The world's evolving. Like, for mm. instance, there was a time when I would, before I went into event management, when I was looking at data science, and I just thought to myself, oh, what's that going to do? You know, like, you know. Now like, it's going to do a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wish okay. I was trying to say it. You know, so yeah. sometimes, sometimes I feel like to the young people, the mm. really young people getting into education, do it for yourself. Mm. Don't do it for, because mommy wants to, do you know, what? You know say it to her friends and yeah. family and brag and boast. And yeah. that's not what my parents done at all. My parents, like I said, they didn't even realise because my parents are so cool. How did they not realise you went to university? Because they just... Did you not live it? You lived with your mum, right? I did, but I didn't at the same time. I was with that partner of mine. So she didn't know what, what you was doing, like... She knew I had a job. I've always had, like, two jobs at once. Right. So she probably... She didn't... She might have said to me one once or twice, like, oh, have you finished your, your uni? I'm like, no, I've not. I don't think that's... And I probably said to her, I don't think that's for me right now. But she said, you know what? You're working. Yeah. You'll get you'll get right when you're meant to, you know? You'll do what you're meant to do. And the same with my dad. Mm. My dad, he, he's he got, like, two masters and he's never really put it to talks, use. Talks about... Yeah, he never... My dad's... Just, I think that's where I get the, the, the humble side from. He never mm. talked about his education. Mm. But he would just say... You know, it's not for everybody. And he left it and he never pressured me or asked me, um, mm. like, what's going on with that? He would just say, oh, you're working, you're happy. Mm. That's it. And that, and that and was And I never got any pressure from my parents. Okay. Yeah. So that I, I think the point about you telling people and telling everyone to make sure that they do study what they yeah. want to do is, I can't emphasize that enough because, yeah. A, the fees right now. Oh, they're telling. <laughs> They're telling. For those Ooh. that are listening, I'm looking in the camera like, it's mad. Like, yeah. the fees right now, they're, they're a lot. So it has to be worth it. Absolutely. It has to be a good return. And then also your time. Yeah. Like, I, to be fair with you, yeah. I did, I'll be honest, I, I studied my course, my uni course yeah. because of my, my parents. Mm. But, Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like I, I did international business yeah. and I studied year abroad and I think that was perfect for me. Yes. Like yeah. for, for the person that I am and for the yeah. person that, yeah, the direction that I feel like I'm going into, it made sense to me. And I think from that perspective, it depends. Like if people are advising you because they actually know you and you, because yeah. I didn't know what to do. So my parents advised me based on knowing me and my character yeah. and saying, okay, we think you'll, you'll be good at this. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So, and also, like, on the flip side of that as well, Yeah. when you're that, that young, sometimes you don't even know what to think. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know what to think. Like, yeah. I've just finished school. I've just been told pretty much, like, from childhood to university, you've been told what to do. Absolutely. This is the school yeah. you're going to. This yeah. is what you, you're studying in school. Yeah. This is what the curriculum is. Yeah. Um, this is your life schedule. You've been given everything. So then to all of a sudden, at the end of that, have a decision to make a decision for your life. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that? Yeah. So I would say to 
caveat or to add on to that, yeah. listen to advice from people that really know you, mm-hmm. really, really know right. you and take it with, again, take it with a pinch of salt and it's okay to change your mind. It's, well, it's okay. okay to pause as well. Absolutely. It's, it's completely okay. Like it's, it's fine to switch yeah. lanes. Mm-hmm. Out of interest, why did you do, um, why did you do event management? I was always great at planning events. Okay. And I, yeah, I was, and there was um, a family business that I was involved in. Okay. Um, where I had to do a lot of event planning. So right, it just I made see. sense. I was like, oh, I could do event planning with, oh, with business management, sorry. Event okay. planning, yeah, event and business planning. That's what I believe what it was called. What did it teach you, that course? It taught me. <laughs> your, your face is like, yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> when I did turn up to the, no, I did do the classes. Um, It taught me about engineering, sound engineering. So when I saw you setting oh. this up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it taught me a bit about sound engineering. It taught me about people mapping. Okay. Management, like how we should speak to people. Talk talk um taught me about inventory, checking inventory, yeah. how to do that, pricing points. It taught me about oh. pricing points. And it also taught me about how to negotiate. Okay. with suppliers. With suppliers, and, yeah, and uh, keep those relationships share and shareholders how to speak with shareholders and how to manage them and also like what equipment to use to be able to capture the information and things like that. I had um, like so many books about it. Keep her my wedding. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I, I'm not engaged by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have a man, but yeah. I wanted to plan my wedding because yeah. I feel like you'll be good at just doing all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, I still have it. I still have be <laughs> making plans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That is it. I still have that level of, okay, this is happening here. This yeah. is a moment we're in and this is a moment we need to be in. Yeah, yeah. And I'm able to manage stuff. So I feel like I'm able to speak to people and in a certain way. There's a way to speak to your staff. You know, you can't speak at them. You've got to speak to them, mm. work with them. Mm. You're not, you don't work for me, you work mm. with me. To be honest yeah. with you, that's so important because I remember mm. um, when I was doing event, when I used to do like events, you know when you're in uni, you do like yeah. a random events, like yeah. at football games or like restaurants, whatever it is. Yeah. And if the person on shift was rude to me, I'd leave. Mm. I was a brat. So, yeah. I would, so I'd be like, I don't need this job. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave. Like, and... To be honest with you, you don't, like, I wasn't the only one. I saw that happen loads of times. And mm. I, even though in the moment, yes, you might you might think I deserve to be spoken to like that. Maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't. But you've lost a staff member. Now you're short staff. Now your other staff are going to be overworked and they're probably going to be upset with you. So it is, like what you're saying, it's really important to make sure you're respectful, even to people that work are working for you in the team. It's very um, true. And you have to maintain that. Even when you get annoyed... Yeah. Take a minute. Take a minute. Take a minute. Always take that minute. And then, or however long you need to take and have someone, I think it's really important to have someone at your level that understands you. Mm-hmm. So say for example, I'm like to you, Leash, I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I'm really annoyed with this team right now. And this is why I'm annoyed with them. But I can't address them because I'm so annoyed. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's being real. Do you mind helping me? Because yeah. like, that's okay. Yeah. I feel like that's cool. I, th- I feel like that's okay. And it's been done before. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're able to navigate through your feelings. I think that's something I've been able to do. Yeah. I think I've had to do it anyway. Yeah, due yeah. To circumstances. I can't react on based on how I feel no, now. I have can't. to take my time. But my time is almost instantaneous. Yeah. 
my time isn't, I don't have that two, three minutes to react. I need to react now yeah. and it needs to be calm. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But powerful at the same time. You can address someone and be, I feel feel it's like, it's being assertive, but it's also having some, some drill behind it. So it's yeah. like, I've seen you do this. And you, you know, we've got, we've all got a lot going on. Mm. However, I need performance mm. and I, I can see the potential in you. Mm, mm, and I don't mm. want you to, you know, lose, be That's at odds. You know, you have to speak to people a certain way. Yeah. But insert authority. It's a, I feel yeah. like that's actually a skill that needs to be taught to everybody, yeah. not just managers, not just leaders, but yeah. everyone, because I feel like you get the best out of your colleagues, your teammates, yeah. when you're able to give, you know, um, constructive criticism, yeah. but still inspire them yeah. and, and give them, you know, speak life into them, but also be honest yeah. with and, and let them know the impact of whatever they have or haven't done as well, yeah. without diminishing their whole you know, self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know, have you been in workplaces where, come, uh, I don't know, your manager or someone has said yeah. something and you're like, wow, you've just broken my whole self-esteem yeah. in yeah. that I've one conversation. It. I've seen it. I've, I've felt someone trying to do that and I'm like, let's redirect. Let's have this conversation again, maybe in five minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. And see, let's see how, where this is going to go. Yeah. And they've just, oh, Oh, what's happened here? Yeah, yeah. I've given yeah. you, I've given you an olive branch. Yeah, yeah. to just. Pull. I've seen where you you're gonna go. Yeah. This is not good. Yeah, this is not. This that's is the best approach, yeah. and that's what that's what I like because at the end of the day, we're all people. Yeah, I'm sure you're not meaning to come to work to be horrible, unless you are. Yeah, then that needs to get addressed. Yeah, exactly. ASAP. But yeah. if you're just a normal human being and you need to get something done or you feel like I'm not, I'm not performing, or you feel like something should have been done differently, yeah. you need to be able to convey the information properly without exactly. belittling me. Exactly. Yeah. That's Again, that's such an important skill because mm-hmm. I think one thing that I focus on now as an adult, mm-hmm. I don't know if you did it, I'm going to talk to you yeah. about, about when you first finished uni and yeah. how you were and what you did. But when I first finished, finished uni, it was a... I was like in the jungle, like yeah. when, I, when I came out into corporate life because I was really trying to figure out how to respond when someone at member of management, I felt like they disrespected yeah. me. Like how how to respond. Mm-hmm. Now my response is more so, what is the desired outcome from your end? What is it you'd like to achieve? Um if if they come across rudely or if they say if they say something that I don't like, I just I like to be like, okay, what what do we want to achieve together? Let's yeah. focus on the outcome because Sometimes when people are upset, they say things yeah. that have nothing to do with getting the outcome that they right, want. Right. So, yeah. and, and, and they're just offloading. Yeah. And respectfully, that's for your therapist. Absolutely. <laughs> like, that's not that's for me. Not for me. So, um, let's write it on a piece of paper and share <laughs> and, that. And share that, share that with us. <laughs> yeah. But if you need to share information with, with me, yeah. and it's contributing towards the outcome, then cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. back to you. Yeah. So, You've done event management, you learned all these great skills. When you finished university, mm. what was next for you? What did Leisha do? I stayed in a, uh, let's say, um, a mediocre job. What's um, that? What's a mediocre job? Mediocre for you? job for me is something that really had nothing to do with event management or business management. Mm. It was more of I can manage my workload whilst earning a decent wage. What was it? What was the job? The job was 
glad you asked. It was an administrator job for a utility company. Okay. And um, I was, I wouldn't say it had nothing to do with events. It did, you know, we were classes event administrators, but I wasn't getting to be an event manager. Um, even though I told them, look, I've got my, you know, I've got my diploma, I've got my um, degree, you know, is this something that you could, yeah, oh, well done. It was like, well done you, but you're not getting a job here. Like that's filled. This person's been in this job for like a decade. Did you understand that? Yeah, I did actually. Okay. I understood that, you know, this person had a a place and a space Mm. and they weren't willing to move over. Um, I just said, what what a shame because I could have I, I could be an asset um, to this company. I'm young, I'm vibrant, mm. I have a lot of ideas, mm. you know, a lot of speed to offer. And I just thought to myself, okay, well, I need to come up with another plan on how to make this money. Um, <laughs> that's that's that was my whole thought of like, okay, how do I make more money? So I'm gonna get onto that. How yeah. do I make more money? Point yeah. right. When you was told that someone else is probably more suited to the position because they have more experience or whatever it is, upon reflection, what do you think is more valuable? Mm -hmm. Experience or a degree? Experience. Okay. I agree with you, by the way. And and, And it's difficult because... I don't know. Did you find that the barriers, there was more barriers to entry to get the experience for any particular reason? Or did you find that it was quite easy to at least get experience, whether it's voluntary experience, paid experience? What was that like? I feel like if you if you are willing to do the voluntary Mm. and give your your time for free, Mm. you can get the experience. Mm. You will, you know, you go to any company now, even now, this is a bit of advice, guys. You go to any company and offer your service, become an intern, you can get the experience, but are you willing to do that for free? Mm. And if not, if you are, for how long? Mm. Now, I was not, I was not prepared to do anything for free. Mm. I thought, oh no, I've been working since I'm 16. Mm. I've always held down like a job, mm. almost a full-time job. Mm. So now that I've now got my, my degree, now what? Like, I've got the experience and I've got the degree, so why am I not being let into mm. these jobs? So I did feel like, okay, um, I'm in a, I felt like I was in a place that mm. I wasn't able to move. What do you think yeah. some of the barriers were? Like, when you, so you had experience, you had degree. What do you think some of the barriers were for the you? The obvious barrier was race. How did you quantify that it was race? Because all the people in the position were all white. Okay. And I didn't see anyone with a title of manager look who looked like me. Did you question them on it at any point or not really? Outside of the place, yeah. Um, as I stayed there for maybe two to three years. Mm. And in my last year, because I, was, I had another job alongside it, mm. I was just really, you know, vocal. And then I went to... You felt confident. I felt confident. But then what I realised by me maybe spewing, sometimes I was spewing and not being... um, Purposeful. Purposeful. mm -hmm. Yeah. I was becoming someone that I I don't want to become. Mm. You know, I wasn't doing the right things. Mm. So I just thought, you know, instead of me leaving a bad mark and making myself feel a certain way, Mm. let me just move on, find something else. I'm Mm. not happy here. Mm. They're not going to promote me. Mm. Um, 
And when I say promote, I don't mean I want the job given. Just give me an opportunity to interview for the job mm, mm. because they they need that department did need help. Mm. So you know, yeah, that that department needed help. So yeah, so definitely that my you know me being there would have helped. Mm. So it wasn't like um you know something that was out of this world to think oh why why should you get the job? Mm. They needed people. I think so. As someone that works in DEI. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've learned something that I think could be valuable to anyone that's in your position mm. at the moment. Um, if you're finding that there's barriers to your progression, because obviously because of your race or because of things you're experiencing that are making you feel some type of way. A secret that I learned, and actually one of our other guests, Sabrina Clark, she re-emphasized this for me as well, which is unfortunately business don't care about your emotions. Mm-hmm. They don't. It's a really, really sad reality. But what you have to, even if you say, they said this and it hurt my feelings. Mm. So it's kind of thing. No, that's the reality. It's, it's, you know, as as much as I'd love to tell you otherwise, I can't. But you have to link it to how it's going to stunt the business growth or how it's going to have an impact on the wider business or the team or the morale or the performance or the innovation or the creativity or profits, link it back to things that they care about. So for example, in those in that in that scenario, say for example, I don't know what kind of events that they did, but what you could have said is you could have said, look, I've got these skill sets and these experiences and these key areas and I've got knowledge um, across these type of events yeah. that actually you could tap into had if you give me a project to work alongside this person and you let me sh- and you know um if you allow me to showcase my abilities um and work alongside you might see there's a new opportunity here that you haven't discovered sometimes it's about going in with the smaller smaller things first mm-hmm. and saying okay this is what I can do let me do this first without any cost to you all you have to do is just let me work with this person um and then if you can also link the fact that you're probably getting treated badly or microaggressions to actually your mental health and that's affecting your performance and then that's affecting the energy you bring to work and that's also affecting your colleagues because your colleagues are seeing your your behaviours and it's very demotivating and it's not making you want to perform to your best ability because of someone's behaviour. When you link it back versus saying, they said all these things about me and I think it's I think it's rude and disrespectful and it's racist. Mm-hmm. It's you have you have to like kind of build, unfortunately build a case. Yeah. As well. That's what I've learned over time. Because yeah, yeah. when I was when I finished university and I and I had situations happen, I just used to cast. I was reckless. Yeah. I'm being honest. For those that are not from the black community, what cussing means, okay. it means I I wouldn't swear, but I would cussing means just what's the what's the English term? Um, Complaining. Yeah. In a in a rude way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just a way to like. How dare she yeah. say this and this to me? She, you know, that that's what it means. Um, but not necessarily saying the F or the C or whatever word it doesn't yeah. mean that. Sometimes it doesn't always. So yeah, yeah. Um, so that so you experienced that. Then you decided to go on to another um, opportunity. What was that yeah. opportunity you went on to? The other opportunity was a finance. Let's see, what was the actual? So it was it was finance but it was more business so it was a business coordinator right so working for a business department um 
organizing sort of letters, right. writing letters. Right. So it's very admin. Right, okay. And um, I enjoyed it. Okay. I did. I really did enjoy it. But I knew it was a stopgap. I was still Just, trying yeah, to, to figure, out, figure what it out what it is that I wanted to do. Um, but I managed to get involved into tech. And that was by accident, actually. How come? It's what happened? Because I was at a work event being the business person in the business coordinator. And then I saw um, a gentleman, he was um, trying to get the payment system organized on his laptop. So it's um, like what we see now with the pin and chip. Mm. Yeah, he had it on his laptop, but this is a while ago. Yeah. What pin and chip is in? On it, yeah, it was on his laptop. He was programming it. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Can I have a go? And he was like, yeah, sure, let's, let's, I'll teach you how to program. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. And as um, the months grew, I was having more meetings with the technical team on how we can make sure these events are cemented in terms of tech, how the tech can help speed up the process of the events. How, like, how would... So the tech would help, like, doing the designs. We used to use, like, a printing company to do the designs. So the company that I worked for wanted to save money by doing the designs themselves. So then tech would come and they would say, you know, back then this was all new to us, right? Mm. You know, I know people are like, well, what's happening? This is is about 10, 12 years ago, right? Mm. Just for context. It was a little while ago. And these things are just entering, like... Um, the work but what designs sorry are you, are you referring to so it would be like designs for merchandise for the company the company used to sell their own merch right okay so it would be merch for a, a maybe another upcoming event or they had used to sell t-shirts okay jumpers fleeces even um, tracksuit bottoms mm. so tech would have to come and do the design on fo- mm. um, um, photoshop mm. and things like that and have that ready so it's like they opened oh, their I own see. department and I had to meet with them because I was the one that was within my business role. I was the one that overlooked the costing. Got you. Okay. So that's that where sense. the finance part came in. And then I just thought really interesting. And I started to like use my lunch breaks to learn how to, how they did this, what software they used. Mm. And I started to be interested. And then a role came up in the tech department for um i believe it was being a broadband specialist or okay. something of a sort and i thought oh this is interesting let me go for it yeah they were like yeah sure when do you want to start it was very it was a very casual conversation and they're like yeah you know we we need people you seem like you can do the job and it was very when i went there it was very it was a boys club in the tech department i was like the only female there and i it didn't bother me mm. you know because it was different i was so excited i thought oh my gosh mm. i'm gonna be doing something different so by that part i um by that time i'd left like event management in my head i was like i'm just gonna focus on tech it's the future you know it's gonna take me places i'm gonna focus on being a designer or i don't know what exactly i had in my, in mind but i knew that i was gonna take tech to the next level mm. and then um from that role I just kept um, being in great spaces, being able to change my role. So being having a team, I was able to lead a, um, a tech team. Then it was um, this Lead them in doing what? Lead them like, you know, they would deal with um, second line support, third line support. Okay. So those are the people that, they're not on the phones, but they're the people that help resolve broadband issues and phone line issues in the background. 
Spot you. So they're the ones that will have contact with open reach engineers that you see outside. Right, okay. Yeah, and make sure that all the appointments are scheduled. Right, okay. Right, that so I sense. would I would manage a team like that and then I would have to understand the terms of like what um how your broadband gets to your building. Like mm. what are the what are the, the, the pro processes for it to get to your building? What yeah, happens? Where's the fault? So I became like fault specialist, ah. a tech specialist. Yeah. Mm. I became a, a big tech specialist. And then an opportunity within within the same company as well came up where they're like, we've got this um speciality team where we need to speak with open reach and we need to speak with talk talk, these big companies. And we need to launch a product, which is um, fiber broadband, not to bore anyone because you're probably thinking oh, I'm going deep into tech, right? And um, we need people to manage what's going on. Mm. And um, they said, we're going to use a system. We're not sure what it's called or what it looks like. And it ended up being Slack. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the system that, that we were trialing and we were going to use. And um, it became like this this like center point of um, contact. Like it's like, you're going to manage these groups. It's, it was looking back at it. It's like, it's, you know, it's quite simple now, but back then. It was like a complex. Yeah. So yeah. six, seven years ago, that was a big thing. You know? Yeah, it was. And we had a whole team of people managing it. So I was a part of it. So that's, that's how now I became a project manager because this was my project. I had to own it. I had to understand from start mm. to finish Got you. Like what we have to do, how we're going to deliver it, what is what what does good look like, mm. what does um, business as usual look like if we pass it over, what is what's the finished product look like? So that's uh, when I got into project see. management. What 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 would you say some of the biggest learnings were from so from university all the way up until your career at that point? What are what are some of the things that you learned? Because it's good to talk about achievements yeah. and it's good that you kind of navigated your way through, but yeah. you must have come across challenges and hurdles yeah, along the way and learn things i would say let's start with challenges because mm. i know a lot of people even now i still face challenges mm. but my first set of challenges was defining what i wanted knowing what i wanted mm. um, and because i feel like because i didn't know mm. i was just going along it i saw i would say it it has not stunted my growth, but I could have maybe gone in different directions if I spoke to more people about right. what's I, I was going to ask, yeah. how do people figure out what they want to do speak if they don't know? Have, get, get a mentor. And how do you get a mentor? You speak to people who are, who, who are in an ideal position that you're in, that you want to be in soon, or, you know, you can reach out. So question, yeah, because... Okay, would you mentor someone that doesn't know where they're going? Has no idea. Would I mentor them? Mm. I would need, at this point, I would say, I'm willing to mentor, because I do mentor a Mm. few people, but they have some form of direction. Exactly. Yeah. So then what about people that don't have any direction? Because... I personally mm-hmm. wouldn't mentor someone that doesn't know where they're going because yeah. I feel like we can be, I I don't have the capacity to figure that yeah, out for yeah, you right yeah. now. And I feel like the more successful people are, they ideally would want to men- mentor people that are going in a clear direction. Yeah. So going back to people that don't have a clear direction, yeah. they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Before that mentor step, 
I guess having conversations with people is one thing, but is there anything else that you'd that you'd recommend? Because again, having conversations with people, what I what I found at networking events in particular mm. is people that don't know where they're going. They're not asking any questions of of really great value. Yeah, a, a, a lot of the time, or, or they just yeah. the conversation isn't really going anywhere, mm. and. At a networking event in particular, yeah. sometimes it depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm okay to just have a chat. But as of recent, I'm yeah. much more purpose-driven and intentional about conversations. So yeah. it's like, where we, where's this conversation going? Do you want to learn something in particular? Yeah. Is, is there something that you need in particular? Is there something I that I need? Much. Yeah, let's, let, like, let's have a purposeful conversation. Yeah. So how can people that don't even know how to approach conversations, don't know what directions they're going into, how can they... And I'm asking to get into planning, Leisha. Yeah. How can they say, okay, this is the direction that I'm going to go into? I would say have a deep think and write it down what you want to do in the next year. I would say take it slow first. Mm. Like, why do you want to do this? Mm. What interests you? Like for instance, like people, I have I have these conversations sometimes. And again, mm. you know, I have, you know, less not tolerance, but sometimes I can't always fulfill the conversations. Why do you want to do something in particular? Do your research, do your research mm. on what you want to do. So mm. you've seen somebody be a project manager, for instance, let's mm. say that mm. people, a lot of people say, I want to be a project manager. Okay, what have you done? Mm. What have you done? Have mm. you researched it? Mm. Have you gone on to Google? and mm. looked at what free courses are being offered that you can mm. do in your own time. Mm. Have you gone on to YouTube? YouTube is a brilliant platform. Mm. It's true, it has everything on there. It has everything. I even have a few videos on there, just yeah. to say. I'm <laughs> it's a brilliant yeah. platform to start. They, they, people even repost um, paid for courses on there. Have you, have you looked? You need to look. Mm. Give yourself, I would say... If I could speak to myself mm. from 15, 10 years ago, I would say define your plan, but by doing it, maybe, like I said, for do, try and scope out a year. So have like a, a whole year, get a, a planner. <laughs> so get a planner that has a whole, you know, year planned out and then start writing from day to day. Okay. I want to learn about how I get into project management. Mm. I want to learn this because, again, write your why. Why do you want to learn about it? Mm. Is it the, is it the money? Is it because you mm. know it can you know longevity? Is it mm. going to get you through the mm. next five years? Mm. Why mm. you know mm. keep your passion there of as to why? Mm. Do your research. What have you done so far? And then create some form of like a, a tick list of what you've done. Mm. That will help you because now when you're going to have conversations with people, you've done your research. Mm. You know why you want to do it. You might have not done it already, but you know why. And then you have your research. Mm. Once you have those two things, you can feel a bit more confident about mm. asking an experienced person about it. Mm. Then once you've done your, your why and you've done your um, your list as to you know what your checklist then move on to actually okay what 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 am I going to do how am I going to learn how am I going to put this into practice mm. put it into practice do a, a plan of putting it into practice after you've put it into practice now you need to gain more confidence speak to someone you know, I think that's maybe when you you might have a conversation. Go, have a conversation yeah. now because you've got a bit more confidence. You've you've now scoped out. Okay, this is what I want to do. I'm really passionate about it. 
I like it, you know. I like planning. I like seeing things from one end to another. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm, I've seen people be really successful. The pay rate's good. I can travel with this job. Mm. I've done my research. I've seen the courses. I've done some courses mm, as well. Mm, mm. Courses aren't like what they used to be, you know. When I was doing courses, my course would last for a year. But now you can do yeah, yeah, courses. Sure. You can do it for in a day, yeah. half a day. Yeah. You can learn something new. So allow yourself. Allow yourself that growth mm. to be able to do the courses. Once you've done some some form of learning yeah. and you've got something to, you know, you've got some information that you can now offer, mm. now specialise in it, mm. hone it, hone your skill now, mm. you know, mm. apply it to what you're doing. Okay, you might have a full-time job that you're doing. Do a side project. Yeah, exactly. Do a side project yeah. and keep keep record of it so you can now start building up a portfolio yeah so exactly. when when you're now speaking to people you're now networking you've exactly got something that. to show exactly you that. know what you're talking about exactly there's that. no confusion as yeah. to why you're doing it because you've defined it already yeah and then as the days weeks and months go along you'll see progress and you'll feel mm. proud of yourself mm. and you'll just want to keep building mm. now you can go into those rooms in those interviews you know, and it have those conversations. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't take that. Like I said, things are not what they used to be. You don't have to wait and do your degree you and yeah. do your courses. It doesn't. You can just really get going, but set that time mm. aside and don't don't um, keep making excuses. Like, mm. Avoid excuses. Excuses like a poor man's excuse to mm. not do work. I think as well that is some excellent advice, by the way. So shout. Oh, thank, thank you, you. Thank, thank you for hearing me out as well. I think no, it's fine. I think. <laughs> of that to add this is just from my own personal journey under i feel like it's important to understand how you best learn yeah first because everyone's different types of learnings yeah. right me on a course is okay but that's not my i've got too much of a short attention span yeah i can't always do courses but i love a talk yeah. i love a podcast i love a i love to just do a project so if a client there's projects i will say and anyone else that wants to say that they've never done this, that's in a senior position, I really challenge you on this, right? There's 100% a project that you've worked on that you've never worked on before in your life, but you work it out along the way. You, you figure it out. You do the Googling. You, you might do a short one-day course to learn what how to deliver this project. You might, you might do a talk. You might have conversations with people. Trust me. I'm a learn-on-the-jobber as well. So as much as, like... I remember the first time I wrote DEI policies. I had yeah. never done it before in my life. But ultimately, if I'm going to be a DEI specialist, I'm going to have to do it at one point. Yeah. If a client asks me to do it, I've got to learn how to do it. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Like, sure. like but how did you feel before going into that? Because I want to know... What's, what's speaking per- to the client? Yeah, in doing the D- DNI. What is it, DNI? DNI? DEI policy. DEI policy. How did you feel? Because I want to know if your personality contributed to you going into doing that what DEI in general no just the confidence your confidence level oh I see so when I wrote the DEI policy Mm. it's interesting I didn't really know really anything about writing policies Mm. the objectives of policies I had no idea Mm. so I just thought to myself I was very calm I just thought the the information's out there it's accessible Mm. Let me just learn. Let me figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I started to look at examples of policies. I, start, I looked at the trends and what the policies were, like and what some of the 
different policies included. I looked at the purpose of policies in general. Then I looked at the purpose of what a DEI policy should cover. Then I looked at some of the things that, you know, some companies need to update their policies. Why do companies update their policies? Yeah. And then you look at the so things that are personal to companies versus what's like an industry standard. So I start to, I always build up like notes and like docs and have like a checklist. Mm-hmm. So I, start, I started to build up this checklist. And then when I started to um, write the policy, I first started off by annotating it based on the checklist that I had created from my research. Mm -hmm. Then when I've done the annotations, I then embedded that into the actual policy itself and rewrote it. So to answer your question, um, I was confident because I thought the information's out there. I just need to read it and I need to just receive it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I never think anything's unattainable, like really and truly. I think we just need to figure out a way to get there. Like, period. So, (laughs) for those that do or do not know, Leisha Graham has Leisha Graham planner. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) How? I wish we had one here with us right now. Where is my planner? Is that underneath there? Is it my? Is it my back? It's not there. It's in my room. Okay. Never mind. I will send it. I'll add a link to the description so you can all find it. Mm -hmm. But how long have you been doing your planners for? This is the third year. Third year, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. What made you want to start? I felt like I needed a legacy and mm. and something for something for myself. Like mm. I I know <laughs> I know it sounds like everything I do is for myself. Yeah. It, it, a lot of things I do is for yeah. myself because you it's know, your life. Yeah, it's my life, absolutely. But I just felt like I am someone, I'm an avid planner. Mm. I'm naturally an avid planner anyway, mm-hmm. as you can, you know, hear from my career. Mm. But just me in general, and I was found myself with about three to four planners. And um I wanted one that does, you know, everything. That's, yeah, that's mm. does everything. And I thought, you know what? I know how to design a little bit. I can create my own planner and then, you know, I'll just give it to my friends and family. I, that's how I just thought at first. And then um I drew it out. I took a piece of paper and drew it out. And I thought, well, yeah, I'll just go and print that. And yeah. And then I I came back to it and I said, okay, no, no, no. We need to make an actual plan for this. So I had, at first, I think I had a two or three month plan. And then from there. It's fine. Yeah, from there. From there, I said, okay, I'm going to get this completed in three months. Mm. And I sort of, and I used it as a project. So I was, again, um, building up my portfolio in project management. So mm. I used that pro- um, that project as a project. Mm. So I started from what I, you know, from initially the initiation, the kickoff, mm. um, consulting people, mm. stakeholders. You know, I used an actual project. So it was amazing okay. in that sense. But yeah, I, I just, I felt to myself, this is going to be an achievement that that's yeah. going to be personal to me. And, you know, if people like it, people like it. Great. Um, it was more... You did it for yourself first anyway. Yeah. yeah. It was It was for me. Mm. And, um, yeah, that, that's how I, how I started it. And as I'm now... Um, I was then promoting it, then, you know, friends and family were like, oh, no, you should sell it to other people. And I was like, hmm, let me see. That's, that's the quality of having good people around yes, you. and not that I do have. Yeah, yeah, and not people that are going to talk down on your ideas because yeah. that can elevate and it has. Yeah, it definitely yeah. has. And then I took it upon myself to get feedback. I treated it like a real project. Mm. I done my feedback. 
um, after my feedback, I held sessions. Like, mm. you know, I had um, Zoom calls mm. as we were in lockdown. So mm. I had Zoom calls with everyone. Mm. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was just a, a really amazing electric feeling mm. having my own product out there. Mm. And then the second year, I just thought, let me take it to another level. Mm. Let me really get it out there and mm. come out of my shell and, you know, be that front woman for the book. Mm. And um, that done really well. That was a, and that's when I uploaded it onto Amazon. Mm. And um, then this year, I've managed to get it into Black Pound Day oh, yeah. shop. Yeah, which is amazing. Thank you. So it's in both um, West, Westfields. So you have a Stratford Westfields. That's so incredible. Bush. Thank you. So it's stocked there and it's also stocked on Amazon. It's a great goal setting planner. Like I said, if you want to really build up your career plan or just anything, any personal, financial, any type of goals. Yeah, continue. Yeah, you can absolutely do that with these planners. It's built for multi-purpose. It's built for, like I said, any any type of goal that you, that you have and just your day-to-day, your week-to-week moni- monitoring of the goal um, and... I factored in like, you know, people, we, you know, we we have families, we have oh. friends, we have social times. That's in there as well. But I would say it's a full, it's a comprehensive goal setting planner. And um, yeah, I hope it's purposeful for everyone. I love, I love that. Sorry, Alicia. <laughs> for those that are listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, was, I had to just get Alicia on camera and say that on my phone because that was such a lovely, oh, it, was a, it was a brilliant, not even pitch, but a brilliant moment where she shared, you know, the purpose of the planner. And I use it as well. It's really inspirational. Oh, even seeing the affirmations in there, the budget tracker, just these small little things. Because sometimes it's not every day, big, long spreadsheet. Sometimes you all just want to have everything in one place and it's good to have that. Yeah. So. That's good. No, I'm proud of you, man. And in Westfields as well. Yay. Soon we'll, we'll see you on a billboard. We're yeah. smiling with the, with the planner yeah. right there. Yeah. By my planners, my day planners, my month planners, my week planners, my <laughs> life planners, so my 10-year planners. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. like... Yeah. I hope to get to that. I absolutely want to have like an, an, an like a, this is like my mother project, you know, yeah. just have other projects yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So absolutely. I feel like it will benefit people. Yeah. And the more people um, sort of give themselves a chance, it's all for giving yourself a chance as well. Mm. I believe in that as well, mm. because there were, there were times and there were times where I was maybe too hard on myself. Mm. But I feel you. And I needed to give myself a chance. So yeah. I believe that the, these are, here and I'm here and you're here and this network is here to help people and definitely use us as a soundboard definitely use us as you know I'll be honest use us as role models use us as people that you know yeah I think so too and I feel like it we should be proud of who we are 100% and yeah love us keep loving ourselves keep loving each other share with one another um Always remember, I'm giving, I feel like I'm being the mother, but you know, <laughs> always remember things only last momentarily yeah. and not to carry it through life. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. Like things, I think sometimes we get built up anxiety and fear yeah. and stressed out thinking, oh, everything's going so bad. It's just like, relax, relax. Like there's so many worse things that could be happening. And we understand sometimes there's, I mean, I can't, I don't know everything that's happening in everyone's life, but when I think about my own life and the things that I get anxiety over, 
oh, this client needs to get this um, survey out to their employees tomorrow morning. Why am I stressing? If for whatever reason I can't do it, I'll send it later on. Yeah. And I'll tell them and you, you and you can push it back, but you're not you don't need to stress over it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I will not. You I know? don't I, I feel like I've um relinquished my stresses. Yeah. And the the, the earth yeah the earth absorbs it and yeah. I just want to live my life and freely. Yeah, freely yeah, and yeah. not without pressure. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'm human, of course. That's one thing I am. Yeah. So I do feel a bit of pressure, but I try not let it get the best of me because the best yeah. of me is 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 me and it's yet to, you know, there's more of me to come. Yeah. And I just feel like we need to just take it take our time with each other. Yeah. Be clear about what we want, communicate with each other, and you'll feel a bit better sometimes. Yeah. Disclaimer, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not a nurse or anything. But no, but I still, still, you can still have a perspective. Like, yeah, just if we all take that time and be fair to one another. Yeah. You know? Agreed, agreed. Well, I mean, we're coming towards the end of the podcast. I know we didn't get into... Actually, quick one. How did you yeah. find that about, about BCC? And uh, what did you think about it as well when you first joined so, the community? When I found out through um, a part, next partner of mine. I actually joined it for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Because I'm such a giving person, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he asked me to join it to help him get opportunities. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, this is cool. Nice. Black professionals. This is something I would like to be a part of. Yeah. Because at that time, I think I was producing my second book, my oh, second planner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just doing bits that had a YouTube channel. I oh, still yeah. have a YouTube channel, guys. Make sure you check it out too. What's um, it called? Leisha Graham. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Make sure you check it. It's brilliant tips. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to get yeah. back active because that was like a place. Be the front person as well. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I even got... um. With the YouTube channel, I even got inducted to their um, scheme, you know? And I get invited to their events too. So I've done something with YouTube. So anyway, um, so that's how I heard about Black Create Connect. And I thought, this is a nice community. And I saw Alicia and I thought, hmm, maybe I should reach out to her and let her know what I'm capable of. Because I'd like to help drive this group forward. And that's what I thought. And at the time... I said it to my partner. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't think he'd think, you know, brought much of it. Yeah. And I reached out to you. And I think for whatever reason, we didn't connect the first time. Mm. But then I was like, okay, let me reach out to her again. Mm. And I reached out to you again. And I think it was like immaculate timing because you were like, oh, good. I was looking for someone. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Alignment, Thank though. you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll help out. I'll do this. Yeah. And then as we spoke more and more, and as time went on, we realised that this is a really great working relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's more I can offer. And yeah. the trust, we built the trust then. We're going to keep on building. Yeah. So, and I think it's an amazing network. And it's, it's going to keep growing. And it's, you know... There's just so much to happen. There's yeah. so much to happen. And if people, like I said, be kind to one another, help yeah. one another. Like, let's not be selfish with information. Exactly. Let's share yeah, opportunities. Share. Each one teach one. Like, literally, we yeah. can all share and learn. So let's keep going. Let's keep the movement going. It's, we're, we're creating a legacy here. Yeah, honestly, Lisha, and I appreciate it. Yeah. I also, out of interest, I want to know, what's your vision as well for BCC? Apart from what we've already discussed, yeah. but is there anything that you envision that we haven't yet even discussed yet? It's okay to talk about it. Um, I would say 
allowing others to lead programs to right okay within that's a, black create connect that'd be a really good shout to having other yeah. people that have expertise leading stuff that's yeah. a really good shout because we have so many incredible people yeah. in black create connect that can do some incredible things Absolutely. so yeah. i feel like yeah people need their their time yeah yeah but show That's interest. Show interest. Yeah, please, because I show don't like, interest. like, literally, I don't like asking. No. I just like people to be able to offer. Yes. And, but yeah. we're, we're available, especially me. I'm available. Um, Alicia is, is you know, she's quite busy. I'm busy too, but, you know, you can reach out, feel comfortable. Yeah. If you have a service or something that you'd like to please. offer to us and help out, please. you know, um, for the growth and the betterment of Black Create Connect, please do reach out. Please, please. Um, we're very approachable. We're really nice people. And as you heard, you know, we want the best for our, for our community. Yeah, so make sure you reach out to us if you've got an idea or, you know, like I said, you can contribute. And, you know, I will be happy to speak to you. And we'll go from there. Is that okay? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Alicia. Thank you so much for, okay. for joining me. Thank you so much for, like, being patient with me, dealing with me, for seeing the vision and adding to it. And you've been so valuable. And I will, you know me, like, if there's anything you need from me, I am here, I'm there, I will put my heart my hand whatever it is on the line and i never thought that i would give anyone else admin access apart from a family member and for me to give that to leisha to the group it means i trust her so thank you thank you and that goes a long way too thank you it really does i really appreciate you and i'll always be here I, I will you. always be here and push and elevate because I believe, I believe in, I believe in Alicia. Oh, wow. Yeah, I that, do. That means a lot. Thank I do. You. And Thank I wish you, you all the best. And everyone that's listening, I wish you all the best as well. And let's pursue, let's all be great. And um, let's keep networking. Let's keep it going. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's such a beautiful note to end on. Thank you, Nisha. Yeah, okay. And thank you so much for listening to the end. If you're still here rocking with us, thank you so much. We appreciate you. To our regular listeners, we love you, the Black Crate Connect community. Yeah, yeah we've got so much planned for you. Yeah, and so um, much. yeah, we're open to, to recommendations, suggestions, and everything. And if you haven't already, sign up for our website, the Black talent directory where you can get your name on a hot list where employers and brands can contact you for opportunities as well so yeah but thank you thank you so much for listening everyone take care take care Bye. bye